Welcome back to Lit Up With Lo. Thank you so much for all of the love on last week's episode. I am so excited to be back with this podcast. And the weather's looking up in Arizona. It is getting cooler. I am so pleased by that. I had a great weekend, spent a lot of time outside. I'm going hiking this week for the first time in months. And I just think it's so important for me to stay in tune with all of the nature out here since that was the reason I moved out here. However, I am going back to New York next month. I'm so thrilled um, for my bachelorette. And it's been almost a year, so I'm feeling super nostalgic and can't wait to visit all my old haunts. If you have any recommendations for new places to check out, please let me know. I am so, so excited. I'm traveling a lot next month, so feeling very grateful about that. Also going to a wedding in Tahoe and going to Chicago. Um, And I'll probably see a lot of my Instagram friends in Chicago that I've connected with. That's when I just love this platform so much because I have met so many like-minded women on there. And honestly, my affirmations lately have been so focused on socializing and building a girl gang and, and community. And I think since I've started saying that to myself every day and writing it out, I really have been meeting such amazing women. So just another reminder of how crucial it is to put those vibes out into the world and the universe will help you. We get into that today. My guest, Rachel McCluskey, is so adorable. I took her class, The Recharge Method. I've taken it twice now. And I just thought she was so awesome and really lit up the room. And I love how interesting and different her method is and how it involves meditation and just shaking it out and dance party and all the good vibes. So She is such a light. She is originally from Chicago, speaking of Chicago, but now she's LA-based and is founder of Recharge Wellness Co. She's been teaching fitness for the last seven years, specializing in beat-driven hit. She created the Recharge Method as a way to connect the mind and body while moving and creating a release. Her passion is within music and movement, which we get into. She actually was going to be a professional singer and has an album. Her class is both mental and physical, and I love that about it. It's more focused on movement as medicine, and we talk about that a lot on the show, how she became a fitness instructor because of her love for movement, not for her love for working out, and how she's not going after getting those rock hard abs. She's going after just feeling good in your body. And she also runs recharge wellness events, which are retreats, panels. She did a lot of virtual retreats during the pandemic, um, but she's on a retreat right now, I believe in South Haven, Michigan. She has one coming up in California. Um, So if you resonate with her message, I highly recommend checking out her retreats. I definitely want to go on one. So we just get into all of this. We get into her career pivots, how she was able to leave behind music and fully step into this role and how she designed her own method of movement, the recharge method. If you haven't taken her class, I recommend checking it out. You can take your first virtual class free. It's all on her Instagram at Rachel Recharged. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. I love it. As always, if you're enjoying the show, please make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. That is how the show grows. 
Before we get into the interview with Rachel, I just want to mention the product that I've been loving lately. It is Baxter Blue's Blue Light Glasses. I thought I was okay with the glasses I'd been wearing, but then Baxter Blue offered to send me a pair. And let me tell you, these non-prescription glasses filter the blue light in a way that the other glasses that I've been trying out have not. Glare has been reduced. My eyes have felt so much more relieved. I don't have the dry eye that I usually have at the end of the day. I usually feel pretty strained. The blue light and glare from our screens can cause digital eye strain, which includes sore, tired eyes, headaches, fatigue, and trouble sleeping. You may have noticed this a lot during the pandemic because we spent so much time on our computers. Additionally, every time a pair of Baxters are purchased, they donate a pair of reading glasses to someone in need, which is pretty amazing. I would love for you to try out Baxter Blue, and that's why I have a code uh, that is lit up 15 for 15% off your order. I highly encourage you to try these out. They're so cute. I actually feel like I'm wearing a really cute pair of glasses when I have them on, and I've been wearing them to the office and feeling very professional. So I encourage you to try them out. Let me know what you think. It is lit up 15 on Baxter Blue glasses. And with that, let's get into Rachel's interview. This is Rachel McCluskey of The Recharge Method. My name is Rachel McCluskey. I am the creator of The Recharge Method, and I'm also the founder of Recharge Wellness Co., and that hosts events and retreats for women all over the country. We went virtual for a year in March, and now we're back to in-person, and been such a wild ride with that. Um, I'm originally from Chicago, lived in LA for nine years. And yeah, I was in music for my, from like 11 to 19. And I was in the singer songwriter side. And then I was in um, the music industry side, my whole family's music industry. And so um, I took a little breather from music when I was in college. I said I was going to take a year off. I started teaching Zumba at my local gym just as like a college job. And I went through like a really, a really challenging time um, around that same time that I started teaching. And I started to discover that there was such a release and healing element to moving with a group of people together with the intention to let go a little bit to fully be present in the moment. And I just fell in love with group fitness as a modality to connect and to be with other people and to feel safe and to release and build endorphins and all of these things. There was just so many elements to it that I just fell in love with it. And I've been doing full-time fitness for gosh, like seven, seven years at this point. So it's really crazy. It was definitely a leap in the beginning. It was challenging um, to whichever way it was taking me. I've taught just about every different format and now I'm rambling. But um, so yeah, that's a little bit about how how I got here. That's amazing. So when you say you were a singer-songwriter, were you like performing? Did you have an album? I have all of the above. I usually tell people not to look for it because it was such a long time ago. Um, but it was such a nice, it's, I look back at it so fondly. It was such a, like a great way to express myself when I was younger. And, um, 
you know, it, it just, it was such a special time in my life, but I absolutely love where I am now. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade that, but yeah, it was, it was really fun as I was, I was a teenager. That's what I was doing. So it was, yeah, it was quite a wild time. <laughs> yeah. I I can imagine. Um, so did you think when I grow up, I'll be a singer? Yeah, that was, that was always what I thought growing up. I started writing when I was nine. Um, and yeah, I really like, I intended to just take a year off. Um, I'd been doing music for so long and it was just starting to, I was starting to feel a little disconnected from it. And that was when I started teaching fitness again, just for fun. And I just fell in love with the way that it was so healing for me in that time that I needed, that I wanted to be able to create that space for other people. Cause that was not the case. It's not the case at every fitness studio class, you know, some places are more boot camp style. Some places really just talk about like, you know, building a six pack or things like that. And I was really intent on wanting to create a space where, you know, we were able to just move and connect and have a lot of fun while we were doing it too. I didn't think that it had to be, you know, boot camp style is probably the thing I least uh, connect to. So that's what I'm going to reference. Um, but I, you know, I wanted to create something that was, that was different. And for a long time, um, I taught at different studios and then I created my own method a few years ago and took that, the, that and the retreats full time in January, which is crazy. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to get into that. Um, I'm curious though, when you were in college, were you majoring in something that you thought, okay, maybe this is what I'll pursue? Like, I'm very interested in like the fact that you were doing something outside of school and then that's what you ended up doing. Yeah. The pivot. Um, so I got a music scholarship to the college that I was at. And so I was doing music in a very like classic way. So it was music theory. It was, I was in choir. Like there were a lot of things that I didn't as like a pop singer, I didn't really relate to, but I was still enjoying it. And I was grateful to have a music scholarship. I never really planned on going to college. My parents were like, this will be really good for you. And so, um, my grades weren't necessarily that to get me into other colleges, nor to get me a scholarship. So I took the opportunity and um, I took a business management or a sport management class when I was in school. And I ended up minoring in kinesiology because I was so obsessed with the function of the body and the whys behind it. And it was so intriguing to me. And I, you know, I, I really shifted for me and I felt like there was something else that I was meant to be doing. And I fully believe that I took that class, tried teaching a class, because there is an element to teaching that is performing as well. And that was, I think it was so seamless for me to transition into teaching classes um, because it felt so similar to performing. I just didn't have to sing while I was doing it. (laughs) Um, I got to teach people how to move their bodies, but um, there was a class that kind of shifted it. And then just really having this different experience, it was the only time I'd ever considered doing anything else with my life. Um, and so the class was a big, was a big push, but I think starting to teach and I didn't tell anyone that I was teaching. I got a Zumba certification. I started teaching it and I like, didn't tell any of my friends for a good few months. Cause I was like, I don't, I don't know if anyone's going to get it or this is like kind of funny. And I didn't tell anyone for a while. Oh yeah. I mean, I understand. Did you have anyone in your life like question your new path and say like, 
oh, this isn't you, you know, you, you're a singer. We're like, what are you doing? Everybody. Um, I don't think, you know, I had a lot of support. Um, but again, it, it was more, I think that the expectation and my expectation as well was that I was going to teach these classes. And then when I was done with school, I would, um, I would go into the music industry side of things. And, um, then I had friends who had been following my, you know, singing journey and everything that I had been doing in that realm, um, for years who were like, what, what is this new thing? But I, everyone was supportive. They just might not have gotten it. And it took my family a moment to be like, oh, okay. Like they, they just kept being like, try it, try it. And we'll see, we'll see where we go from there. But, um, yeah, definitely threw everybody for a loop. I didn't, I was just trying things and I'm, I'm very much so the type of person that, if there's something that I want to do or that I'm interested in, I will just do it. And if it doesn't work, um, if I fail, if it doesn't turn out the way that I wanted it to, then like all good, you know, then at least I tried it and I put everything into it, but I wouldn't want to look back and be like, gosh, I really wanted to teach Zumba in college. And like, here I am, you know, with the, with the job that I have and, um, you know, that's, it's just such a crazy scenario to look back on. And, and I'm grateful that I'm always just kind of wanted to take a leap and try something. Yeah. I always encourage people to try everything in college. It's, it's your opportunity to figure out what you really want. And I think it's amazing. You had this like path in high school, but also that wasn't who you were going to become. Like who we are in high school is just, I mean, to me, it's like, it's a different person. And yeah, there are things that I think from your childhood really stick with you and really define who you are. And like, you can bring those into your job like you did with the performance, but it doesn't have to define you. So. Yeah. And I think too, like I, you can try, try anything in college, but also try anything outside of college. Like, I'm like, gosh, if there's something that I want to try now and I'm 28, like I try it, you know, <laughs> I'm like, if there's an event or a retreat that sounds like it could be fun, but I'm not sure if anyone's going to sign up. Like I try it anyways, if no one signs up, then we go from there, but that has yet to happen, you know? So I think that we got to just keep trying things. And so many people, I think get scared to put themselves out there or do something different. And I totally get it. Um, I just, my dog pitter patter. Um, (laughs) um, but I just think, you know, you're you're never going to know until you try. And Mm -hmm. I'm such a big advocate for that. Yeah. That's such an awesome attitude. Um, so when you graduated, what was your move? (sighs) Let's see. I, I was teaching about 25 classes, um, at local, at a local gym and studios. Um, 25 classes a week is insane. And I was so exhausted and I was making like no money. Um, this was, you know, I, I, I got my first paycheck and I was like, Oh my gosh, like I'm literally working every hour that I possibly can because for a fitness instructor, it's tough. Like now the most I'll let myself teach in a day is three classes and that's the absolute max. And you know, back then it's like, just trying to do what I can to like prove that I can do this out of college, you know? Um, and then I started getting really strategic with the studios that I was teaching at. And I had side hustles for a few years out of college, just trying to figure out the best way to keep teaching and letting that be in the forefront. Um, 
And then I started finding studios that I really loved that were able to pay a little bit more than 15 an hour, which was my initial starting rate as a fitness instructor, which is so crazy. Um, And and I, I just kind of like took one step at a time and did any type of side hustle job that I needed to on the side to be able to propel what I was doing forward. So I was really willing to get super scrappy if I needed to and find, you know, some, some job to do for, for two days or something like that, that would help, help me. And I did that for about a year. And then after that, it really started to pick up. I taught at different studios, but you do have to teach at multiple studios, um, to be able to, to do it full time. And then I finally, um, before the pandemic was at a studio for about two years, full time. Um, but it's just finding the right places that align with you and, finding places that value you. And that took me, that took me some time out of college, took me about a year. And then I settled into a really great schedule with amazing studios. And, um, and then I started the retreats about, uh, I'd say a year or two after I graduated from college as well. And that was kind of like a, just happened kind of thing, which sounds so funny. People are like, why did you start hosting these events and retreats? And what happened is I was teaching at 5am Um, and I was teaching these fitness classes and I wanted people to come and experience the community at a fitness studio. And some people were too intimidated. It was too early. It was too far. The formatting, it was spin or boxing seems too challenging. And so I wanted to create a space where women could come connect without having to work out. Um, and that was where the retreats were built and born and there was more mindful elements like meditation and there were weekend retreats and things like that. So that just, I really, the first one I planned was meant to be at my house. It was meant to be like an elevated girls night. And then 30 people said that they wanted to come. And so I overnight became an an event planner and I had to find a space and find sponsors and all of these things. And it was really funny um, how that all came about. And after that, I just kept doing them. And here we are three years later. Wow. So you just, what you see on social media is not what you, you know, the truth, because I didn't realize you'd been doing that for like so long. So yeah. that's, that's yeah. awesome. That's really cool. I think a lot of people found me in the pandemic. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, it's been, you know, so many people have only come to the virtual events and I'm like, we were in person for a year and a half, two years before, before we went virtual. So it's just so funny how, um, I've had that. I've had that quite a bit actually. That's amazing. So when you were going to all these different studios um, and teaching, any studios that I would know? Mm, I don't know if they're all around anymore, actually, to be honest with you. Um, And then before the pandemic, I was teaching at a studio called Crobe Cycle. And then after that, I was teaching at a studio called Box Union. Um, I think I've heard of that one. So were you teaching like spin and boxing? Yeah. And for the last year and a half, I was just teaching boxing. Um, but spin was kind of what it was Zumba and then it was spin and then it was boxing. And there was always other things in between. Um, but boxing was the last thing that I was teaching in a studio. And then I started teaching the recharge method with this is so crazy, but I started teaching it in January and the world shut down in March. And I am forever grateful that I had this format that was really quite a healing and cathartic way of moving your body in a time when people really needed to like shake out the stagnant energy from their body and 
to exhale deeply. It used to be yelling when we were in person. And um, I'm so grateful that I had that method ready to teach and that people were familiar enough with it that I was teaching it for the last few months. And I was able to really lean into that. And that was the only way that I knew how to help people in that time. You know, it was every studio was closed and closed for quite a long time. And, you know, it just, it was such a blessing. I created the class in July of 2019. So the fact that it was, that it took me that long to then finally put it out there. And the fact that it was three months before I shut down, it just was really, the timing just was really incredible. Yeah. Well, let's talk about how you created the method. Yeah. Um, so with these retreats, I was teaching this meditation, which involves like shaking. If you haven't taken it before, it's like shaking and moving and there's deep exhales. And when it was in person, you scream at the top of your lungs with the other people who are there. And sometimes you need to like throw a temper tantrum and you need to release and let go a little bit. And it's really powerful. And so I was, I had that meditation and then I had all these classes that I'd been teaching and I wanted to put formats together of what I love, put sculpt dance cardio, hit everything to the beat of the music. And so I put it all together. I wanted to combine the two. And so was born the recharge method. Um, it was, I feel like there, and there was only really one, one or two studios that I knew of that kind of supported you in teaching your own format. And so I'm really grateful that I live in LA where that exists. Cause there's not a lot of other places that, um, that allow you to come in and teach something that's totally your own. So yeah, it's, it's really meant to be healing. It's meant to be connected. There's a dance party at the end of every class. So you just get to have so much fun. And I actually think it goes by really fast because the different formatting is like, we don't really do sets of anything, right? It's like one song of something and then we've moved on. Um, and so it goes by really quickly and the dancing breaks it up and yeah, it's, it's super, super fun. And that's how it was created. That's amazing. Um, well, I don't know if I've said this already, but I took it the class last night and it was such a blast. And I especially love the dance party. I don't think I've ever done that in a class before. What? So how did that come up? on Zoom. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, Zoom makes it more interesting. It is like a little more welcoming in person because you got to like, if people don't know that they're just supposed to dance and freestyle. Right. The biggest thing is, you know, I, especially in the last year, throwing yourself a little dance party in your house, wherever for 30 seconds, it is an instant mood booster. And that is the way that we finish class every time. It's like, I, um, I put on a song, something that is a whole lot of fun that like everyone loves, you know, something that's really, it started with like Whitney Houston. I want to dance with somebody. Then it switched to being Britney Spears and it was insane. Like it's been all of these different songs and it's different every time. And I just think it's really powerful to have people move freely and to celebrate themselves as well. And that is always the most fun part of class for sure. Cause it's just a minute and 30 seconds and you can, dance around your house. And I just think it makes you feel different immediately. I love that this whole time you talk about movement as medicine, as community, as celebration, like not once have you been like, Oh, if you do this, you're going to get really sculpted abs or like, you're going to lose all this weight. Like it's been more about just celebrating 
being alive. And that is so awesome. It's not the way that I came into fitness and I'm like, I'm, I like, I think like I mentioned, I am so obsessed with the anatomy of the body and there's so many elements to that, but um, I don't believe that we need to talk about the body in a way that's really polarizing. Um, and it's just, I, that, that's not what got me into it. I didn't start teaching fitness because I wanted to teach other people how to have sculpted abs. I wanted, I got into fitness so that I could give people a safe space to move their bodies and feel better afterwards. Because in my opinion, the rest will come. I've had plenty of girls in my community who will send me before and afters, who will tell me how much weight they've lost, who will tell me how they're feeling. But I like that to me is secondary to feeling good, enjoying the way that you work out. And that's always been super important to me. I usually like call it movement over a workout um, as well, because I think that there's negative connotations to that. And um, I also think it's really dangerous to talk about um, different like promises that you can make as a trainer. There's so much stuff on the internet. It's crazy. But my promise is that you will feel good after your class and that I will coach you through form and I will make a lot of jokes and we will have so much fun and that you will be given a space to move your body, no matter how you feel about your body in that current state. Um, and no matter how you feel in general, maybe your headspace, you're going through. I've had a lot of girls who come in and take my class after a breakup because there's so much release through it um, that then you can come in and feel connected, you know? So I'm really passionate about it being the, the, the body and the changes in your body will happen. They come. I just don't talk about it because it's not the primary focus, in my opinion. It's secondary because if we're focused on that, it's not going to happen in the same way. So um, I always tell people if that's what you're what you're looking for, then I'm probably not your, this isn't your class. We're not going to talk about it. So honestly, I'm a lot more likely to show up to a class like yours too. Cause you're just smiling the whole time and you're having fun. I have the time of my life every time I teach. Like I really do. Sometimes I'm like, I got to pull my energy back because it's, um, I just get so excited, but I think I love what I do. Like I literally am obsessed with my, with my job and every single part of it and hosting events and retreats and teaching these classes. Like I just literally love it so much. It doesn't mean that every day is fantastic and easy and amazing, but um, I, I absolutely love it. So it makes it really easy for me to show up with so much joy whenever I have to, when I teach. So amazing. And then the meditation, um, did you, was that something you learned and then taught it to others? You know, um, I, don't, I'm trying to think of how it came about. So I really started when I launched my retreat business, I led a meditation and the, the shaking I had, I had used to do that myself as a, as a practice where it was like, I can feel this like energy. You can't see me when I'm shaking, but like, you know, you can feel this energy in your body and you just want to get it out And I used to say affirmations and have people say them after me and we would yell them um, every time when you are in a room of like 50 people and you are yelling these affirmations, it is impossible not to cry. Like it is so powerful. 
Um, and so it used again, in person, I tell people in their homes on zoom, not to scream because we don't want to alarm any neighbors, but, um, so it's a deep exhale, but it just, it kind of built from one to the next. So initially it was the shaking, then it was the affirmations. Then it was screaming, kind of like releasing that way. Um, always with the intention to shake up the body because there is so much tension that is stored inside of us that if we don't give it an opportunity to come out, it will stay stuck. Um, I had one of my girls who'd been taking my class for a little bit. She messaged me and she was like, I was having such a bad day and I just did the shaking and I feel so much better. She's like, I get it now. And it's like, sometimes it takes having a not great day and leaning into that, like it's, it's a tool, it's a tool for you to use just as the dance party is as silly as that sounds. Um, all of these things have their place outside of class. Um, those two elements specifically, which those are the main elements of the class, the, the fitness part, um, is really, you know, interchangeable. It could be a lot of different things, but, um, those are the things in my opinion that really make the class unique. Um, so yeah, it's, it's evolved a lot, but that's, um, that was something I needed when, when I first started meditating was I was like, so used to meditating in like a boxing class or a spin class where these movements were really large and I would sit still. And I felt like my body was like anxious to move and shake and do something. Cause that was, they're both forms of meditation. Um, so that's kind of how that came about. I was like, I need to do something a little different than the way that I was <laughs> trained in meditation, but, um, uh, but both are super beneficial. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And then your retreat, did, is there a specific format you usually follow for those? Um, so we have day events and then we also have weekend retreats and it just kind of depends on which one it is. So each day event has a different format, um, and a different theme. And we've done women powered, which is like female entrepreneurs. We've done events about money. We've done events about sex and dating. We've done events surrounding, we have had like a few fitness ones. And then the retreats for the weekend are really just such an awesome space for the women to come together and disconnect and, we do workshops and movement and usually wherever we are, we're able to do a hike in nature. Um, and the format is usually that it'll be within two hours outside of the city that we're kind of selling to. Um, so I would, so it's people do fly in, but for the most part, it's like, if it's, if it's outside of Los Angeles, we're going two hours away so that you can make it work on a weekend without feeling like you have to take off a week of work. Like you do for a lot of the other retreats, it's meant to be accessible and a little easier to get to. And you can leave Friday after work and come back in time for Monday back when you didn't, where everyone wasn't working from home. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds so amazing. I really want to go on one. I was going to say, maybe you should come to Idlewild in October. Ah, oh, that could be really amazing. You should. Yes. All, have you done one in Sedona? You know what? I keep getting requests for Sedona. I haven't done it yet, but that is, it's on my list. This year, I was like, I just want to get through the two that we have because I had to cancel. We had one that was planned within the week of the shutdown. 
which was just devastating. Um, and then I obviously had like four or five more planned for the year. So I'm like, if we can get through these in one piece, then I can look at different locations next year. Yeah. Well, Sedona is two hours from Phoenix, so it meets the qualifications. Love it. Yes. So good. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So how did you like pivot your business during the shutdown and, I mean, it looks like, you know, you're virtual now and everything looks like it's going great. But I mean, from your perspective, how did it go? Yeah. um, Let's see. So I was teaching the recharge method once a week and I was full time at this other studio. I got furloughed and I started teaching on Instagram live a few days later. I was like, I don't know what else to do. We're all like slightly depressed because we have no idea what's going on in the world. And I just showed up and taught and that was all I knew how to do. That, that was my way of being of service um, and showing up to be helpful to other people. And then the second week that we were in a shutdown, I hosted a mini virtual retreat with a few other girls and each of us did a workshop and it was really incredible. And then um, that happened every week the retreats happened every week and the classes happened every day for a while and pivoted onto zoom. Um, and then we also, we started offering goodie boxes for our retreats. So we would ship those out to people directly because so many of the things that people loved for these in-person events were the swag bags, right? So we started shipping them out so that people would have something tangible to enjoy. And yeah, I started teaching private classes at people's homes outdoors and just different, any opportunity to teach the recharge method, I took it. Um, and then I started back at the studio, studio B where I teach. Um, we, re- we started teaching there again and um, that's virtual as well as in person. It's a hybrid model. So it's all things recharge method and recharge retreats at the moment. And it is just, I decided to go, um, full-time about, about a year ago. Um, and that was so scary to have like, absolutely had never been totally full-time on my own and have, I'm like, okay, so if I don't work, there's like no paycheck. And like, if I don't all of these new things and like, I have to really make sure that I'm doing X, Y, Z. And I have, it has wowed me what happened since I went full-time and I gave it my all. Um, I think I've always been nervous to go into things all in. Um, I'll like feel like I'm all in, but I have like backup plans. Um, and I didn't have a backup plan for this. I'm like, this is mine. This is everything. Even when I was full-time at other places before, um, at other studios, I had my retreats or I had other things that I could lean on. And this was like, you are all in on, on what you're doing. And I had to bet on myself and it's, um, it's been incredible. It is full of challenges and full of new experiences, but I, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. And I'm also really excited to see where it takes me too. I'm excited too. Um, was being furloughed a big factor in going full time or were there other factors Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I would have done it. I didn't, I mean, I had been thinking about what it would look like to go full time, but I didn't know how, like at that point, my retreats had been a side business. I was teaching that like, wasn't making enough money for me to 
but I really, I didn't really care about the, what I was making. Cause I had another job and this was really fun. Um, and then I was teaching the recharge method once a week at a studio down the street, you know, it wasn't definitely wasn't enough to pay my bills. So I really couldn't see how I could do this full time. Like it was really, I was like, where, where would I go and how would I teach? And, um, virtual wasn't an option for me or it was an option, but I never thought I would go virtual slash. I really thought it needed to be in person to have the full effect. So I resisted it, um, until that was the only option that we had, but getting furloughed was the absolute best thing that could have happened to me because I had a really great, I really loved the studio that I was at. Um, but it was, this, you know, this is mine, like the recharge method and recharge wellness is mine. And I always wanted to be able to lean into something that was fully mine. And, um, and here I am. So I, I really feel like as awful as the last year has been, um, it was a blessing for me in disguise because it gave me an opportunity to go virtual and to do all of these things that now make up my business. Um, that I wouldn't have had the courage to do or wouldn't have honestly wouldn't have had the time to hash through it. You know, it was almost like I, I, you know, left this job to go full-time into this, but I had, I had the space to figure it out. So, yeah. That's amazing. Do you have any um, tips for people who might be nervous about going full-time into something? You know, I think, there's two sides to me. One, it, one part of me says, go for it, go all in. Like what you bring the energy, the, or what you bring to the universe is going to come back to you energetically. The flip side is like, I waited until I financially knew that I was going to be in a good position before I gave my notice. And I had built my business enough. If you are just starting and you don't have any income, it might not make sense. Um, like it didn't make sense for me to go full-time prior to, you know, when I was teaching just once a week before. So I think that there's, there's both elements to it. I think be smart about it and look at, um, what, what would I have to do to get to a place to go full-time? Like, what does that look like? I was a big planner before I took the leap and then, but also knowing, in my opinion, like if you are aligned with something and you care about something, the universe is going to meet you. It's a little bit of little logic and a little woo-woo. I think there's, there's a nice in-between there. And um, that's kind of, that's kind of what, I, what I lean into as well. A little logic, a little, a little less uh, heart attack when you, or a little less of a heart attack when you go out all in because <laughs> you have a plan. Yeah. But I, I love what you said about the universe. I'm huge on that. And honestly, it sounds like you, you had your sign that it was time. So that's amazing. I had to follow it though. Cause sometimes it's like, there's a sign, there's a sign, there's a sign, there's a sign. And we're too nervous or we're too much fear to listen to it. Um, and I, I, I had to lean into it. So, yeah. So what are some of your own like mindfulness techniques that, you know, outside of recharge that you're just doing? Yeah, I like to I like to meditate just quiet meditation with mantras. Um doesn't have to be anything long. Um I like going for a walk with my dog if I can make it long. I'm like we are always just trying to I'm looking at her but just trying to get on the same page with when we're out and about. Um but that always makes me feel 
just really grounded. Um, I also take a bath every single night that might not sound like a mindfulness practice, but it brings me, it like calms me down after a long day. I operate at like a hundred percent, um, exertion rate, like every day, like I'm always like really excited and really high energy. And I have to bring myself down. Um, and that's the only way I could sleep because I'm just operating at, at a high speed every day. Um, and that's really important for me. And I journal and, um, you know, I wrote in my journal in like February of 2020 that I wanted to do recharge full time, but I didn't know what it looked like. And then, um, less than a year later, I was able to do that. And it's like, so cool to look back, um, when we didn't even know the pandemic was happening yet and what was about to transpire. And I love being able to look back at journal prompts and see that kind of stuff. So those are the things that I really lean into for myself. Love that. Do you have a morning routine? I do. I wake up, I put the, my, I make an espresso, which is like the happiest part of my day is my Nespresso machine. I ice roll, I meditate for about five minutes. Um, and then I'll usually do a gratitude list. Friends of mine, we've had a gratitude list going between the three of us, um, where we just texted to each other for like 10 years and we haven't missed a day, which is so fun. Um, and it's such a nice way to, one, stay connected to them and two, just be reminded to say that I'm grateful every day. So, yeah. That I've In all of the interviews I've done, I've never heard of something like that where you're actually yeah. saying it to someone. I love that. It's fun. It also, we also say one thing that we like about ourselves, um, which I think is really sweet. It's rather than an affirmation, which I love affirmations, but um you know, to say that I like that I'm positive or I like my hair or whatever it is, you know, giving yourself something, um, that's really loving to yourself that doesn't come from an ego space, but really just a a loving self-loving space. It's really, really special. So yeah, it's something we've done for such a long time and it's so nice. I love that. Um, what time do you wake up? Okay. So I used to wake up for many years. My classes were at five and six every day. So I would used to wake up at 4.30, pandemic hit, and I was like, oh my gosh, what's it like to sleep till six? Like I never knew. So I usually wake up around seven um, and that's my new, after I evened out, initially I was like, oh my gosh, should I sleep till nine? Like, I feel like I was catching up on sleep of 10 years. Um, so now, now seven o'clock is what I've eased into. And it just depends if there's, if I have an earlier class, I'll wake up earlier. If I'm exhausted, I'll let myself sleep till like seven 30, but that's about the time when I wake up. I do go to, I still am in the habit though of going to bed really early. So I'll be in bed at like eight 30 or nine and not necessarily be asleep until 10, but I don't like to go out at night because of that. I'm like, I need to be home in my space and I really enjoy it. It's like old habits. Yeah, exactly. I mean, honestly, you're probably better off. Like what's there to do out there? That's That's how I feel. I'm like, nothing good ever happens after midnight. So like, I'm, this is fine. This is fine by me. That's what my mom always said. And I agree. (laughs) Also, you're getting so much sleep. Like you're getting up early, but you're still getting a good amount of sleep, which is so important. I also like that I like hang a lot, you know, like I might get in bed at that time, but I'm like watching shows. I'm journaling, like I'm like doing things. Wow. So I'm probably getting closer to like 
eight, maybe nine hours of sleep, but my body requires a lot of rest too, because of how many classes I teach that, um, it's like the more sleep that I can get, the better. And I also, I still feel like I'm making up for years of waking up real, real early and having like, having to be home by like seven to start my wind down. So, um, it feels nice to have the freedom to wake up at different times. <laughs> totally. Um, you mentioned your Nespresso, which by the way, I'm drinking that right now. My, my gosh. <laughs> um, are there any other things or like snacks or drinks that like keep you energized throughout the day? Because yeah, teaching classes, especially you said you get up to three, like that's a lot. So, um, yeah. What are some things that you, you know, snack on or drink to keep you energized? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a, a really, I have a really strong relationship with my Nespresso machine. I would, I would have that if my boyfriend didn't pick me up coffee this morning. Um, but let's see, I, I have a lot of coffee and trying to limit how many a day I'm having. Um, I don't know. I really am not, I can't think if there's anything that I'm like, I jump to, I like a yogurt to refuel, um, there's a drink called like recover 180, anything electrolyte that I love to be able to kind of refuel and keep me hydrated. But I also drink water like a fish. So it's really not getting hydrated. It's making sure that the hydration sticks in my body, um, that I'll drink those for. And yeah, otherwise it's just, I feel like I I should have better tips, but I, I just kind of eat intuitively and mindfully. And if I'm hungry, I'll pick up a snack. Um, and if not, we just keep on moving the coffee. The coffee gets me though. Every time it's probably my, I have like an unhealthy probably relationship with my coffee cup. So that's what it is. I'm in acceptance, you know? I mean, that's your one thing. Like what can you do? Totally. (laughs) That'd be worse. Agreed. Um, okay. Couple last questions. I wanted to ask about LA. Um, you know, you grew up in Chicago, so do you see yourself staying in LA? I can't see myself leaving, but I also miss Chicago so much. I've been here for nine years. Um, my family's in Chicago, so I miss it there a lot, but um, I don't miss the winters and there's just, we have everything here. Um, and I feel so lucky. Like I always wanted to live here. I grew up wanting to live here. Um, so I really can't imagine not being here, but I'm kind of working on a way to be in Chicago more and what that would look like a little bi-coastal situation, um, just to be able to see my family more, but it feels important to have, um, kind of a home base in both. And LA has been really incredible for my dreams and what I'm doing. So, um, I don't think my time here is up just yet. Where in LA are you? I'm in West Hollywood. Awesome. Awesome. And yeah. I, I love Chicago too. I was actually just there a couple of weeks ago. It's, it's just, it's an amazing city too. So great in the summer too, you know, yeah. it's like I went for my birthday and I was like, oh, this is a dream city. Like I love it here. And I always forget what it feels like in the middle of December or the middle of March when it's still like that, you know? So it's so wild. Well, so my last question, and I think you're going to have a good answer to this because it sounds like it's something you think about, um, is what is your gift? 
Mm. My gift that I give to others. Yeah, to the world. You know, your unique purpose here. I love that. Um, oh, ooh, that's a that's a really good one. My goodness. Um, today, thinking about that. Yeah, I think my gift is is to be able to create this space where people feel seen and they can move their bodies with freedom and enjoyment and connect. And I, I really feel like my biggest gift is just being able to, to really hold space for people, whether it's in a large group, whether it's one-on-one, um, I really care when I'm having a conversation and um, especially when people trust me to be a part of my community and things like that. So um, I just, I think creating a space for whatever you're looking for at that time, if it's to have so much fun that you can't stop laughing throughout a class, if it's to have a breakthrough moment at a retreat, if it's to, um, to dance around the room in a, in a fitness class or shake out stagnant energy, whatever it is, it's, I really think that I can, I can hold space for people and I, I love it, you know? So I think that that's a gift that that's my gift that I get to love what I do every day and, and that I get to share that with others. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lit Up With Low. Make sure you check out Rachel on Instagram at Rachel Recharged and try the recharge method. Can't wait to hear what you think. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And I will see you next week.